Welcome to another episode of You Are Love. I am your host, Lita, and I want you guys to take time out to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at youcanclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Loved. And do remember, you are truly loved. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How is everyone doing? I know, I know, I know. Our last show was Friday. Um, I think it was a great show because we talked about the ideal of wearing these different jackets. Um, I confess... Um, that I haven't been on my game. We talked about me not being grounded, not trying to stay focused. So this morning as I woke up and um, didn't do my grounding, (laughs) I can confess I didn't do my grounding, I realized that I was kind of going through some articles because I love reading articles um, in the morning sometimes. Um, Certain things hit me. And I definitely got to read them. So there's um, there's an article... And they're talking about something that we might be going through as a whole. And and I want to make sure I find that article because it was very enlightening or it kind of made me um, think about some things. Um, let me see. What did I collect here? Here it goes. Here it goes. And this um, was in the New York Times. Um, first of all, um, welcome to the show. I apologize. I didn't even uh, say welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. It's Monday. It's beautiful outside for right now. I don't know how long it'll last, but it's beautiful outside. You know, we've been getting a lot of rain here, um, in Louisiana. Um, so, um, I am, I'm your host, Alita, and you know me. Um, I talk about a lot of things. I love talking about a lot of issues and, um, situations in life in general. I mean, a lot of stuff we learn as we go. And um, I love sharing those things I learn, I learn as I go. So real quick, I just want to hit on some things. Um, I was reading this article, um, and it's called, There's a Name for Blah You're Feeling. It's called Languishing. And um, it says, uh, let's see here. Um, it says, A neglected mental child of mental health can dull your motivation and focus. Um, can... Um, Hold up. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, can, uh, let's see. Okay. Um, it says, um, can dull your motivation, motivation, excuse me, and focus, and it may be the dominant emotion of 2021. Um, this was written actually, dog, today, um, (laughs) was updated. Okay. It says right here at first, um, I didn't recognize the symptoms that we all had in common. Friends mentioned that there were have, they were having trouble concentrating, which I think we, I discussed that, um, friends. Okay. It says colleagues reported that even with vaccines on the horizon, they weren't excited about 2021, okay? Um, a family member was staying up late to watch National Treasure again, even though she knows the movie by heart. And instead of bouncing out of bed at 6 a.m., um, he found himself 
lying until seven, playing words with friends. Wow. Um, it wasn't burnt out. We still had energy. It was basically saying, wait a minute, it's saying, okay, there we go. It was basically saying, um, and it wasn't depression. We just feel hopeless. And she said, oh, we didn't feel hopeless. Um, we just felt somewhat joyless and aimless. Um, it turns out that the name for it is called languishing. Languishing is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield. And it might be the dominant emotion for 2021. Now, it says, as scientists and physicians work to treat and cure the physical symptoms of long-haul COVID, many people are struggling with the emotional long-haul of the pandemic. It hits some of us unprepared as the intense fear and grief of last year faded. But we're coming into this year and we're still not, it's not, it, I don't want to say we're hopeless, but it's not like we're, we're trying to, it's like walking up a mountain. You got to get to the top and you get to a certain point and you find yourself coming right back down because you're, it's just something you're not getting that grip. And that's how I'm kind of picturing that. Okay. It says in, in, uh, in the early on certain days of the pandemic, it's likely that your brain threat detection system called the amoeba abogala, amogala. Yeah, Amagadali was on, I think I said that right, high alert for flight or fight. Um, fight or flight, excuse me. As you learned, the masks helped protect us, but packaging, scrubbing didn't, didn't. You probably developed routines that eased your sense of dread. But the pandemic has dragged on, and the acute state of anguish has given way to a chronic condition of language. In psychology, we think about mental health on a spectrum from depression to flourishing. Flourishing is the peak of well-being. You have a strong sense of meaning, mastering and mattering to others. Depression is the valley of ill-being. You feel despondent, drained, and worthlessness. Language is the neglected middle child of mental health. It's the void between depression and flourishing, the absence of well-being. You don't have the symptoms of mental illness, but you're not the picture of mental health either. Uh, it says you're not functioning at full capacity. Languishing dulls your motivation, disrupts your ability to focus, and triple the odds that you'll cut back on work. It appears to be more common than major depression, and in some ways, it's maybe a bigger risk factor for mental illness. The, the term was coined by a sociologist named Corey Keyes, who was struck that many people who weren't depressed also weren't thriving. In his research, it suggests that people most likely to experience major depression and anxiety disorders in the next decade aren't the ones with those symptoms today. They're the people who are languishing right now. And new evidence from the pandemic 
healthcare workers in Italy shows that those who were languishing in the spring of 2020 were three times more likely than peers to be diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, part of the danger is that when you're languishing, you might not notice the dulling of delight or the dwindling of drive. You don't catch yourself slipping slowly into solitude. You're indifferent to your indifference. When you can't see your own suffering, you don't seek help or even do much to help yourself. Now, even if you're not languishing, you probably know people who are. Understanding it better can help you help them. Now, before I go any further, I think that's, I can, I can, me personally, I can't talk about anybody else, but me personally, I can see that. I can truly see one of the things that I think I'm going through is the languishing. I can relate to that because I have, my lack of motivation is so weird. I have, I'm, I'm going through the motions of doing everything that I want to do, but I'm not doing it. I'm not sad. I'm just like stuck in this place. And I'm saying it, I'm kind of describing it to you. So you, you know, maybe you can relate to what I'm talking about. I want to do all these great things. Mm, that's also, you know, that grandiosis type situation can come into play, but I know I can't. What's stopping me? What's putting me to the point where I can't do those things? Um, and so I look at it from that standpoint. Let me, let me say it from there. I want to look at it from that standpoint. Now, going further in, I know that there's things that I can do, um, and I don't know if I can get out of this. Um, and I guess we'll read further to see if there's an ending to it. Um, so let's, um, let's, let's go further. But I want to kind of get that because I kind of feel that now that I'm reading it out loud, I can feel what I'm, what, what is actually happening. It says psychologists find that one of the best strategies for managing emotion is to name them, right? Last spring during the acute ang anguish of the pandemic, the most viral post in history of Harvard Business Review was an article describing our collective discomfort as grief. Along with the loss of loved ones, we were mourning loss of normalcy, normalcy, excuse me, grief. Um, it gave us a familiar vocabulary to understand what had felt like an unfamiliar experience. Although we didn't, we hadn't faced a pandemic before, most of us had faced loss. It helped us crystallize lessons from our own past resilience and it gained confidence in our ability to face present adversity, excuse me. Now, we still have a lot to learn about the causes of languishing and how to cure it, but naming it might be a first step. It could help to defog our vision, giving us a clear window into what had been blurry into what we, okay, into this blurry experience. Um, it could remind us that we aren't alone. Languishing is a common and shared and it could give us a socially acceptable response to how are you? I'm languishing, okay? I am languishing, okay? Instead of saying great or fine, 
Imagine if we answered, honestly, I'm languishing. <laughs> it would be a refreshing foil for toxic positivity. Positivity. This quintessentially American pressure to be upbeat at all times. We Yes, we are so into being these people that everything's going to be fine, da, 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 da. We're not allowed to be upset about some things. And that's crazy, but I think it's all right. Um, I kind of pay attention to what my friends say. And when I say pay attention, because I have to look at how I uh, present myself. I try to stay upbeat. I try to stay in the mode where you guys can be motivated by talking to me or motivated by talking with me um, and, and um, conversating with me. I try to do that, but it's very hard sometimes. And I think we've talked about it here on this show several times of how we have to be able to be ourselves and sometimes myself is and i and i explain it i can be mean i can be hateful at times i don't mean to be but i can be um when i'm caught um off guard or when i don't agree i passionately don't agree with something um i find myself being sometimes manipulative to cert certain things um um i can over obsess over things i can always I find myself always analyzing. So when I, I, I tell you guys this, because it's important to see where the foundation is. Can I fix that foundation? Yeah. Can I work on that foundation? Can I always constantly find myself working on that foundation? Yes, I can do that. Um, when I, um, when I w wrote the book in search of you, um, finding yourself worth, um, I find myself, um, going back and looking at those things and, and saying to myself, Salita, okay, you can almost be hypocritical because you put all this in this book, but yet and still look at all the things that you're still suffering from. Okay. And, um, that's something I, I have to definitely look at. Um, so, and I, and the reason why I talk about me, cause I can't talk about you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't have feedback from what you're talking about. I mean, what you're going through. So it's kind of hard for me to kind of, you know, um, talk to you about this other than me telling you how I'm feeling. You guys can always catch me on our Facebook page. You can catch me on Salita McCall. You can go to You Can't Clip My Wings on Facebook page and leave messages. You can do all that. Hit me up anytime if you want to talk. Okay. It says, when you add languishing to your lexicon, you start to notice it all around you. It shows up when you feel let down by your short afternoon walk. It's in your kids' voices when you ask how online school went. It's in The Simpsons every time a character say, man. <laughs> Last summer, the journalist Daphne excuse me, tweeted about a Chinese expression that translates to revenge bedtime procrastination. She described it as staying up late at night to reclaim the freedom we've missed during the day. That is so true. I've started to wonder if it's not so much retaliation against a loss of control as an act of quiet defiance against languishing. Wow. It's a search for bliss in a bleak day, connection in a lonely week, or purpose in a perpetual pandemic. Now, let's talk about an antidote for it. I like that because I think I stay up because I'm a night person. I'm more of a night person. I can do day, but I'm more of a night person. 
I, I really, I, I'm serious. I'm more of a person. I can get more done at night than I can in the daytime. So I'm, I'm more of that. You have a lot of disruptions in the daytime. At nighttime, you don't. So there's a difference. It says an antidote to languishing. So what can we do about it? A concept called flow may be an antidote to languishing. Flow is an exclusive state of absorption in a meaningful challenge or a monetary bond where your sense of time, place, and self melts away. During the early days of the pandemic, the best predictor of well-being wasn't optimism or mindfulness. It was flow. People who become more immersed in their projects manage to avoid languishing and maintain their pre-pandemic happiness. Wow, I like that. An early morning word game catapults me into flow. A late night next place bin sometimes does the trick too. It transports you into a story where you feel attached to the characters and concerned for their well-being. Um, while finding new challenges, enjoyable experiences, and meaningful work are all possible remedies to languishing. It's hard to find flow when you can't focus. This was a problem long before the pandemic when the people were habitually checking emails 74 times a day and switching tasks every 10 minutes. In the past year, many of us also have been struggling with interruptions from kids around the house, colleagues around the world, and bosses around the clock. Fragmenting attention is an enemy of engagement and excellence. You know what? I'm going to stop right there. Because that was the conversation, and I don't know if it connects with the conversation I had earlier. Before we go, go any farther, let's take a break real quick here. Um, I just want to take a break, just a second here. Um, okay. Give me a second. I'm sorry. That wasn't supposed to play, um, but it did. Oh, uh, so let's let's see. Queen organizer, black woman, and veteran HUD Section 3 certified courier delivery business. We use state-of-the-art logistics to make sure your delivery is treated like royalty. Ask about our rates at 318-792-3206. That's 792-3206. All right, so... Let's go ahead and get back to what we were talking about here. Just wanted to throw that in there. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I hate when I touch the wrong thing on my phone. Oh, gosh. I apologize. <laughs> Let's get back into it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, now, um, so we were talking this morning. And um, one of the things that we were talking about is a format for a, a show. And on the show, it was saying how you have different subjects to talk about instead of one certain subject. Well, um, I, um, I, I'm not a person to like to... Because um, when you have an audience, a captive audience, and then all of a sudden you turn around and you change the subject matter on them, you lose that captive audience. So it's best to stay on that one subject for me, um, especially when you're talking to people who are, for one, um, languishing. Um, they're 
their attention span is not really um, there. Um, and not to say they're not listening, but you want to have it where people can stay on that one subject and talk about that one thing and get a good sense of how to understand it, opposed to changing subjects up. Um, and that was like the, 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 not the conflict, but that's where we kind of parted ways in that sense, because I'm not, I don't like to talk about 500 different things. I'm a focused person and I like to be focused on one thing and get all of it in and get all of it out, opposed to turning around and talking about something else. Um, I don't do that. Um, I mean, it proves it on the show. I don't like to talk about 500 different things. Um, at one time. Now, I don't like doing that, but on one of my other shows, we actually do that. And um, we change the subject matter. So what we're going to have to do is, and I'm learning, I'm learning as I go. Um, I'm going to have to work with that. Um, because I don't want to confuse people when they're coming in. Because people come in late, they don't know what you're talking about. So it's good to constantly, you know, uh, stay on topic in other words in which we have a very and it's fun to a certain extent but it's a habit i think i need to break um on that on that on here we have a subject matter we talk about it on on my other shows we have a subject matter but we we change subject matters and i don't i'm not really into that too much i like it but i don't okay so i don't want to confuse you but yeah i do that okay the term was coined... Okay, we talked about that part. I'm sorry. I came back in here. Um, let's see. Um, we were talking about the antidote. Um, we were talking about the word flow. Fragment attention is an enemy of engagement and excellence. Um, in a group of 100 people, only two or three will even be capable of driving and mesmerizing, memorizing information at the same time without their performance suffering on one or both tasks. Computers may be made for parallel processing, but humans are better off serial processing. Okay, give yourself some uninterrupted time. Um, it says that means we need to set boundaries. Years ago, a Fortune 500 software company in India tested a simple policy. No interruptions Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and before noon. When engineers managed the boundary themselves, 47% had above average productivity. But when the company set quiet time as official policy, 65% achieved above average productivity. Give, getting more done wasn't just good for performance at work. We now know that the most important factor in daily joy and motivation is a sense of progress. I don't think there's anything magical about Tuesday, Thursday, Friday before noon. The lesson of this simple ideal is to treat uninterrupted blocks of time as treasures to guard. It clears out the constant distractions and gives us the freedom to focus, okay? We can find solace in experiences that capture our full attention. And that's why I said it's good to stay focused on one thing. It says focus on a small goal. The pandemic was a big loss. To transcend languishing, start, try starting with small wins, like tiny triumph for figuring out a whodunit or the rush of playing a seven-letter word. One of the clearest paths to flow is just manageable difficulty, a challenge that stretches your skills and heightens your resolve. That means carving out daily time to focus on the challenge that matters to you, an interesting project, a worthwhile goal, a meaningful conversation. 
Sometimes it's a small step toward rediscovering some of the energy and enthusiasm that you've missed during all these months. Now, one thing, um, I had a small, um, I had a small project I had to do and, um, I set it up that I was going to do it Sunday. First of all, I set a date. Okay. And, um, I didn't put a time on it, but I knew it had to be done on Sunday. And it was some paperwork that I needed to type up for, um, my sister. Okay. So, and, um, I got to type it up for myself. Well, it's already done. All I have to do is, is fill in the blanks. So I, I, and it took me, um, maybe about two, maybe two, two hours. When I say that, because I broke it up, I didn't stay focused on it. I wound up doing something else and then come back and completing it. But majority of it was done already. Um, uh, so because I had another task in between that task. So I had to stop doing that task to do the other task and then get back to it, which I was able to do last night and complete it. And I called her and told her to check her email. Um, which was great. I, I mean, but it was a small task that needed to be done and it was done on the day that I said I was going to do it. I felt better and I felt accomplished once I completed that task. So, um, and it's hard when you don't block time out. It's hard when you don't do time management. Um, but at least I said, I got a day that I'm going to do it. Now, Today, I have a couple of things that I have to do today, and I'm going to check them off as me doing them um, because I'm a mental check them off because I know I need to do them. I need to make a couple of phone calls, and I need to watch some videos, um, educational videos, things I need to learn about. I need to do those first um, today. I have to get them done today um, because that's what I'm focusing on. Anything else, I'm not going to strive. I have to get prepared for the show tonight. Other than that, that's it. But I know those are the things that I need to do today. Um, tomorrow, um, I know tomorrow I need to focus on redoing one of my um, flyers. Okay. Um, I need to redo one of our flyers um, with another voiceover. So I'm going to work on that tomorrow. Um, and I'm excited about that. So these are the things that I know I have to do when I have to work on it. But today is to focus on making a couple of phone calls and getting them done and then moving on and watching the videos. So that's where I'm at now. And that keeps me focused. And I think we talked about block time. We talked about time management. We went very much in depth about that. So I, if you guys want to go back and listen to those shows, they're on there. You can also, I mean, you can check us out on Spotify um, any Apple, um, a platform we're on it. So check those out. Okay. Um, languishing is not merely in our heads. It's in our circumstances. You can't heal a sick culture with a personal bandages bond. Yeah. Bandages. We still live in a world that normalizes physical health challenges, but stigmatizes mental health challenges. As we head into a new post pandemic reality, it's time to rethink our understanding of mental health and well-being. Not depressed doesn't mean you're not struggling. Not burnt out doesn't mean you're fired up. By not acknowledging that so many of us are languishing, um, we can start giving a voice to quiet despair and lighting a path of void. Okay, out of void. So this was a very good article, and I'm glad I kept it. I'm glad we talked about it, and I'm glad I focused on understanding now what that fog is in my brain. 
okay? And the idea that I'm looking through life and, 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 and things um, from a foggy windshield and just trying to um, stay um, up on it and, and how to stay focused on certain things is very important. And I, I'm glad I, I did this. So you guys know now we have a new word called languishing and it's a feeling of blah. Okay. So you guys definitely share this with other people. Um, uh, the idea that you learned about this today. Okay. Um, so, um, you guys, you have a great day. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go because I don't want to take up all your time, but I just wanted to stop by and tell you guys that. So, um, you guys, um, take care and, um, if I'm not available, I'll be, I'll try to do one tomorrow to get some more information out to you tomorrow. Okay. So you guys have a great day. Thank you for hanging out with Thank us here. Thank you for listening um, in to another see? episode of You Are Love. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook page at You Can't Clip My Wings. And also check out our website at YouCan'tClipMyWings.com. Thank you again for listening in. And always remember, you are loved.